School taught me how to budget, what a credit score is, how to read a financial statement, how to become an employer, how to pay debt, how to be a lender and not a borer, how to build wealth. <sighs> yeah, right. I wish, I actually wish that school taught me any of those things. And you know what else school did not teach me? Two words, net worth. What does it mean? How do you calculate it? Why is it so important in your life? That's something else school did not teach me. Take hold of your future with a financial savvy Welcome, welcome, Financially Savvy people to episode five of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast with your girl, Aki. Listen, school might not have taught us a lot of the much needed life lessons, especially financial lessons that we need to know or we ought to have known about. But on this podcast, this is where as millennials, we level up to provide financial intelligence for your financial freedom. If you're joining us for the very first time, make sure to click the follow button on your screen to stay up to date with the new episode. And when you have a chance to go back and listen to some of our past episodes, this is all here to help you learn, grow, and improve your personal finance so that you can be financially literate, reach financial freedom, and build wealth. I'm so, so excited to record this episode today. I don't know why, guys. I just feel like it's been forever that I've recorded an episode. And I know it's only been a week, and I speak to you guys every week. But for some odd reason, this week, I just felt like the week was just dragging. You know, it was taking too long until this recording. And uh, I think the reason why is because you guys are growing on me. You know, you're becoming a part of my weekly routine. I love connecting with you so frequently, sharing some financial intelligence so that you grow, we grow. I get excited about this. So I find myself looking forward to the podcast recording. And this week, I just could not wait to talk to you guys. So I'm excited. I'm glad that we're here and you're about to listen to this podcast on Friday. This is officially the last podcast episode of June. Like, guys, we are going into month seven of 2019. I, I just can't believe it, you know? Anywho, okay, that's not what the episode is about. Today, we are talking about your net worth. What's the importance of this number? What does it mean? And why paying attention to it and being intentional about it today can make a difference as to whether or not you retire early or not, instead of only relying on your work pension, right? As the only option or source for your retirement, you know, it's like you grow up 
you understand, get a good job, get a government job, get a pension and make sure that you contribute towards your pension and contribute for X, Y, Z amount of years. And then you'll be able to retire at the age of, get this, 65, what? Okay. And you'll be able to have a pension at that age. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, I think I kind of am. I'm just saying that it's not the only thing, you know, it's not the only option for your retirement. You shouldn't look forward to retirement at 65, you know, it's just not the same for us millennials anymore. You know, we are tired of the rat race where you're trading only your time for money, working hard, not smart. And it's simply not a language that we want to carry forward in our future. I'm sorry, but I'm not so sorry. You know, retirement at 65 is not the only option. And that is why it's so hard for people in their 20s and 30s to connect with retirement because it's so far. It's like 65. What do you mean? What do you mean I should be saving money for retirement? That's so far from now. So I'm just not going to save for now. I'm going to live YOLO. That's the mentality because it's such a disconnect for millennials. So let's revamp all of that. Let's not think about it as retirement. Let's not think about it as that, you know, 65 year old self of ours. Let's talk about instead of retirement, your financial freedom. How about that? That's something that we can relate with, right? So your financial freedom, um, you know, that's what we're saving for. So we're saving for our freedom, freedom to choose how many hours a day you want to work um, or even how many times a week you want to work We want to uh, uh, have the freedom to know for how many years we want to work and not necessarily wait until we get to 65. Uh, We want the freedom to be able to enjoy our time with our loved ones and to yet also be able to follow our passion all while making our money work for us. This is what we want to do as millennials. And I'm here to tell you that it's possible, okay? It is possible. You can have that, but it's important for you to know about net worth. It's one of the key elements of your wealth building that you need to focus on. So if you've never heard the terminology, your net worth, or you've heard it and you've been you know, wondering how do you get there? What does it mean? And also, you know, some people, they think their net worth is a certain amount because they have assets of that amount, but that's not your net worth. So we're going to talk about what is a net worth? What is your net worth? You know, you're going to go through the, uh, the exercise of figuring it out. And on today's episode, I have a freebie that I'm super excited about uh, for everyone who's listening. I prepared a net worth worksheets that I used to calculate and track my net worth. And I can send it to you for free. All you have to do is go to the website www.financiallysavvygirl.ca, sign up for our mailing list, and I will send it over to you by email. This worksheet is so great. Like, honestly, It makes it super easy, plain and simple to help you calculate your net worth. And uh, 
you'll be able to uh, not only calculate it, but be able to track it down and know how to increase your asset and decrease your liability by just monitoring that net worth with the uh, worksheet. So it's been very um, instrumental for me. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to share it with everyone. This works for me and I know it can help and work for you as well. And obviously you can tweak it as you please, but at least it can be some type of foundation uh, that helps you start with your calculation of your net worth. So calculating your net worth is relatively easy and should not take you more than an hour, let's say, with this worksheet. Um, the calculation is plain and simple, and it's your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. In other words, the sum of all of your assets minus the sum of your liability equals your net worth. So as you know, so far on the podcast, we've been talking about your income and we've been talking about your expenses, which uh, essentially are your debt and, and student loan and, you know, uh, revolving credit debt and, you know, mortgage and, and whatnot. So what you're paying on a weekly or monthly basis, the expenses that you're paying. We've been focusing on that. And your income is obviously the the money that you're earning. Now, there's another component to it, right? So depending on what you do with your income and what are the expenses that you have and your spending habit, there's a second part of this equation. That is essentially what happens. So your income either produces assets or the way your spending habits are, you are creating more of the liability list. And we're going to dive a little bit into that just so that it becomes a bit more clear. Uh, But what I want you to know and understand essentially at this point is that your net worth is the key number to focus for your financial freedom number. It's so important. And um, an asset, obviously, as you know, is something that you own. Uh, It could be your investments. It could be your cash. It could be money in your savings account, uh, checking accounts, uh, the fair market value of your home that you uh, own, not one that you rent, Uh, your car, you know, if you were to sell it today, not when you had purchased it because car depreciates. So if you were to sell it today, whether you go on auto trade or whatever it may be, how much could you sell your car for today? So you add all of that up and that gives you your asset. And it also, you know, obviously your the, the money that you have in your RSP, your pension plan, your tax-free savings account, whatever it may be, uh, that is asset, uh, something that you actually own, um, then that is part of your asset uh, column. A liability on the other end is a loan or something that you owe, you know, like a mortgage or unpaid balance on your credit card, uh, and that is your liability, you know, that's part of your liability uh, list. So 
let's just break it down a little bit. When you complete the net worth uh, worksheet, and as you're listening to this podcast, you may find it, oh my God, this is you know complicated for no reason. It's really not. This is why I have this uh, work net worth uh, worksheet to really help you break it down. It's super easy. You'll do it in less than an hour and you'll see it is not hard at all. And um, so I'll again just give you um, when you complete the uh, net worth uh, worksheet, uh, you will start by first listing all of your assets. Okay. So again, uh, list your the value the amount that you have in your bank account on each in each uh, account um your rsp your tax-free savings account your money market funds or uh your mutual funds your stocks your etf uh the value of your real estate property right now today uh your vehicle you know, what's the value of your car today if you were to sell it. So write it all down. If you don't know, it's easy. Just go on the internet, put the 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 model year and sort of mileage of the vehicle that you have around that area uh, in auto trade, and you'll be able to know approximately how much you can sell it for. And um, so just write down all of your assets. So assets like real estate, which essentially are like, uh, properties that you own, you're supposed to estimate the, the market value. And that's the same for the vehicle as well. Now, the likelihood for your real estate is probably, it might be greater than it was when you first purchased it, whatever it may be, just look for the fair market value. And if you don't know, you know, you could always, um, you know, let's say that your home is essentially a newly built uh, you can always go on the internet and see newly built by this uh, builder of similar home or same home. Uh, what is it going for? Or if you know you have one of your neighbors who sold the house or is selling or the houses on the market, look at how much you're selling for. So it's easy for you to get uh, an approximate of what is the value of that asset. So just you know, do a bit of research and get that. It's really important for you to list all of your assets. When you're done listing them all, uh, then I want you to uh, add them up. So the sum of all of your assets, make sure that you, you have it there. Now, this is where it's really important because a lot of people think their net worth is one thing, but it's actually not. Like there are essentially just adding up their assets and they're like, oh, this is my net worth. You know, I'm a millionaire or I'm $2 million uh, of value, but that's not true. Your net worth isn't just an addition of your assets. You have to subtract your liabilities for you to actually get the value of your net worth. So that's really important. Another thing that people do, they usually add up as part of their assets, they also add their insurance policy, furniture, clothing, personal properties, whatever it may be, they add it in there. There's nothing wrong with that because definitely it is an asset. There are all assets. I do not personally add ni- neither the insurance policies or furniture, clothes, or um, you know personal belonging items that we have. 
as part of the assets. And the reason why I don't do that is not because there's anything wrong with it. You know, there are valid assets to add there. Uh, just for me, I'm extremely conservative in my calculation of the net worth. I do not account for homes uh, or give you an example. Like, you know, we have properties where that my husband bought prior to us being married and property that I bought prior to being married. So the properties that we bought prior to being married, I don't even calculate it, you know, that he, let's say a property that he has under his name, you know, I don't even calculate it in my calculation of my net worth. That's just how conservative I am with this number. And um, not that I couldn't, you know, a lot of people do sort of, when they, they say this is my net worth, they combine both husband and wife's, um, you know, incomes and all of that to calculate their net worth. I don't do that. I'm super conservative in it. I'm really just calculating things that I have under my name, sort of like, you know, the pension plan, uh, tax-free savings account, which has to be under your name, my RSP account, uh, what I have in there, my, um, you know, my investments, particularly under my name, uh, assets that I have under my name alone. I'm super conservative in my uh, assessment and calculation of the net worth. I don't even put the insurance policy in there. And again, the reason why I do that is I'm super, super, super Um, I want to make sure that I'm very conservative in the number that I say is my net worth because I am trying to increase this as, you know, logically and realistically uh, as possible. And I want to make sure that I'm a lot more conservative in my assessment of it than I am, um, you know, in actually calculating it. So I don't want to just add everything in there. I'm recognizing there's certain things that, you know what, I shouldn't add. It should be added in his uh, net worth or certain things like clothes. Yes, I do have some clothes that could probably be worth a lot, but I don't put it in there as, ooh, this is an asset that I have. Sorry, I just don't do that. So, um, And um, so that's really important. How much money do you owe? Now, this is where you talk about your liability. After you have summed up all of your assets, you have that number, keep it there, keep it on the side. Now you get into the second column and that's really your liability. Your liability includes all of your outstanding debt, Uh, Just spend a few minutes gathering the following information. If you do not have a current uh, statement for those information, you can usually easily uh, access it now that, you know, everything is so easily accessible through your phone and, you know, all of that. So it's easy for you to gather this information. Uh, Put the current outstanding balance of each of your loan. And um, so that's important because that goes under your liability as well as your mortgage loan. You know, for example, if you had borrowed uh, $200,000 to buy your home and let's say that was 80% the maximum amount that the, the bank would lend you uh, for you to, uh, ha- to borrow uh, against a uh, real estate property. So let's say you had bore that and it was $200,000. Uh, 
uh, and now the value of your home is at $400,000. So in your asset, you listed $400,000 in your asset, but that doesn't mean your net worth is $400. So you have to deduct the remaining of the mortgage. So if it was $200,000, let's say now it's $180,000 that you still own on your mortgage, then you would put the $180,000 under your liability, okay? So that's, you know, whether it's a home equity loan, whether it's a mortgage, you put it there under your liability. Your installment loans as well, you put it there. Your car loan, your student loans, your credit card loans or debt rather. So the amount that you owe in your credit card, you list all of that under your liability column. Guys, trust me, I know that completing this part of your net worth process is actually not as fun as completing the asset part, but it's important uh, because you wanna have the real number of your net worth. And when you have that, you know, you can really work towards either increasing it or whatever it may be. Now, a lot of people will do this exercise and some people may get really frustrated because this is the first time that they will realize that their net worth is actually in the negative, you know, so they have more liabilities than they have assets. You have, um, you know, more debts then you own any asset. You have more debts than investments. You have more debt than that. So when you see that and you see that, oh my God, my net worth is in the negative, it may get you, you know, or make you frustrated. And I really want you to know that if that is you, if your net worth is in the negative, don't be frustrated. Just let it be a wake-up call to increase your income to reduce your debt this is why i'm so big on you know manage your spending habits uh decrease your debt eliminate it i would even go as far as to say eliminate it don't just like decrease it eliminate your debt that will decrease your liabilities and then you know invest and save money and that increases your savings so this is not supposed to, um, you know, be one of those podcast episodes where you get really excited. This is kind of like a wake up call. Listen, your net worth is important. It's important for us. Trust me, I've been there. I was the girl whose net worth was in the negative because I had all that debt and I was coming out of school and I didn't have assets when I first came out. So when you don't, let's say, own a property or you don't have investments, you will have a negative net worth, you know, uh, especially if you have the debts because you just do not have either the income or the assets that would make it such that your assets are actually greater than your liability. Uh, but today it's completely different. You know, today I am actually on track and on my way, you know, my goal is to have a very conservative net worth of a million dollars by year 2024. And I can tell you that I'm on that track. 
And to be honest with you, if I was to add other things that I don't consider, I may already be there, but I don't want to do that. I just want to make it very conservative to get there like that. If it's greater than that, so be it. Awesome. But, you know, I'm on that track. Yesterday, the net worth was $680,500. And today it's $680,900 because I added an additional $400 into investments. So this is just to show you how, you know, because I added it in an investment portfolio today, actually, literally. And um, so that increases my net worth and I track it, you know, I track it every three months or so. And why is it important, right? Because if I was to, and I'm still young, but if I was to decide, hey, I don't want to work anymore, or if I was to decide I want to cut down, or I want to take a year off, or I, whatever it may be, or decide what is my financial freedom number? What is my financial and your financial freedom number is the number that you can reach and you can feel like, okay, I have reached financial independence, financial freedom, and I'm good. Now I have the choice to decide if I want to continue down this path, whether it's career-wise, change it, take a year, two years, three years off. You have the freedom to do that. So this is why it's so important for you to know your net worth. And when you pay off your debt, you increase your assets. So you got to be intentional about, you know, buying assets that are actually worth um, worth it. You know, your car isn't really worth that much because it's just going to decrease. So you end up spending more than what you will make if you were to sell it afterwards. So buy assets like homes, invest your money, uh, make sure that you save your money, make sure that you put it in vehicles and you know where you're increasing your investment portfolio and so it's really important your uh, net worth so as i said this is not one of those episodes where you know it's necessarily a feel good unless you have a positive net worth then you start feeling good and you tell yourself listen now if that is you what i want you to do i want you to put sort of a yearly goal for your net worth So at the end of 2019, what do you want your net worth to be? And you automate it, you transfer it into your investment, and you make sure that you buy some securities or if you have it in a savings account, whatever it is. Obviously, you know that I don't believe in just keeping it in savings account because wherever it is, it needs to be a vehicle where it is generating more income, whether by way of interest or dividend, whatever it may be. So that's just a way for you to be more intentional going forward with calculating your net worth. So that's it, guys. So when you figure out your net worth, you really start working intentionally towards your path for financial freedom. It's a number. And then you set goals as to what you want it to be for how long uh, you need to get to that goal and make sure that it's something that you can actually measure and that you can attain. Yes, you have to push push yourself, but it has to be attainable as well. So work on increasing your net worth for the remaining of 2019. But also, you know, I strongly believe in making sure that your pillars are balanced. Your pillars are 
those things that are important for you, right? So your finance is important, your love is important, your safety is important, your family is important. So be intentional about all of those aspects in your life. God uh, is important as well. So we have, if you're no longer counting July, five months remaining in the year. So there's still some time, but not too much time. So it's time to really be intentional about these goals. And in your pillars, know that even when it comes to increasing your net worth, you know, just increase your expertise and your skill set. Whatever it is, everybody is skilled for something. Just increase your expertise in that. Uh, increase, you know, your, your influence, you know, uh, we all have a mission and you have an influence. You are supposed to be impactful and you are going to be impactful. Believe in yourself, be bold and know that you are supposed to make a difference. And I really do believe that when you work on your pillars, your skill set, your boldness, the, your, your, your goals and really, um, knowing the impact and the value that you are meant to bring in this world, you will, in essence, increase your net worth because you will start using your pillars to work for others uh, by being impactful but and also to work for yourself. Uh, so, and that will increase your net worth. So just be balanced. And be intentional in your journey for uh, your financial freedom and just know what it is that you want. So I leave you with that. Make sure to go to our website, www.financiallysavvygirl, so that you can get a copy of the net worth worksheet that was created and just sign up for our mailing list and it'll be sent directly to you. Next week, we will have a guest speaker on the podcast, our very first guest guest speaker on the podcast. I'm super excited about it. She will give us some insight on how to truly capitalize from social media on various platforms. So I'm super excited. So tune in next week and make sure to follow us on Instagram at financially underscore savvy girl. Send us an email at financiallysavvygirl at gmail.com and www.financiallysavvygirl.ca. See you next time. Financially savvy people.